What is going on, guys? This is Brendan Burns, and welcome to The Brendan Burns Show. Join me as I interview, dissect, and share the stories of high performers who have created the life that they deserve on their terms. I sit down with speakers, professional athletes, and successful entrepreneurs from all over the world who have chosen to live a life of fulfillment and joy over status and money. In each episode, I share actionable strategies that you can implement in your life, plus inspiration along the way. So come join me for this episode of The Brendan Burns Show. I just wanted to go over who Tony Robbins is to start with. So like my dad, I remember my dad in the early, mid 90s had audio cassette tapes in the car of Tony Robbins. Wow. Um, He listened to those all the time. And that's a long time ago. That's 20 plus years we're talking about. So is he still relevant? Like is 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 he what what has made him relevant today? I didn't know very much about Tony Robbins at all. I started working on myself first through uh, books that I found back in 2013 when I was having a lot of struggles with work and family and relationship at the time. And over the course of the next few years, it's hard to do personal growth work and not at least hear his name. I was reading a book called The Journey by Brandon Bayes, and she talked about how she had a basketball-sized tumor in her stomach <laughs> and how she was on the phone with Tony Robbins, and all he said was, oh, you'll get it handled, no problem. And she was just totally blown away by his confidence, and uh, it went away on its own, actually. Doubt. It was crazy. But... When I actually uh, started Googling and watching some of his videos, it seemed a little too hyped up. He was always jumping up and down on a trampoline, and I just didn't know if that was like the right path that I wanted to take for my journey, just you know, self-motivation. People label him as uh, a motivational-type guy. And he's obviously got this reputation for having all those audio cassettes, and he ran all these infomercials in the 80s and 90s. Um, He's got that voice. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But one of my favorite podcasts is actually this woman in California named Lori Harder, and she is really into nutrition and fitness and sort of evolves into wellness overall. And she was talking about how she watched this recent Netflix documentary called I Am Not Your Guru. Um, which chronicles Tony Robbins' big one-week-a-year course in Florida called Date with Destiny. Now, the course that I went to is a little bit smaller. It's called um, Unleash the Power Within, and it's actually held two to three times per year uh, over four days. But Date with Destiny is the big cheese, and seven days, Tony Robbins, 14 hours a day. And the documentary just totally blew me away. I saw it in July um, in this bed right here. And I was just totally just what I didn't know about Tony Robbins is not only is he relevant, but with a lot of the people in this field, they evolve over time. And with all of his experience, I realized that he not only goes so deep emotionally, but he he sort of comes off as this powerful, you know, self-help guy. But he actually has all the tools to go really deep and feel your emotions and heal your past. And, you know, one of the big takeaways for me was he really digs in on um, people pleasing and who we actually are versus 
the roles that we play to get the love from our parents. So, so just to take a step back, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. So, what do you get for those four days? Like, what is what? Give me the itinerary. Yeah. Um, so what actually goes on when you when you attend something like that? Yeah. So the one that I went to, it's called Unleash the Power Within. It was right. in San Jose, California, which was a lot of fun to go out there, and it starts on uh, Thursday morning. It's Thursday through Sunday. It's four full days. Two of the of the days are with Tony. Two are actually with another guy named Joseph McClendon, who ironically, I wouldn't say stole the show, but he's so good. And we, we actually have this Facebook group now, which has, I think, three or 4,000 people in it out of the 10,000 who went to this event. Um, so I should say the Date with Destiny event in Florida is closer to 2000 and it's also about five to six thousand dollars to attend so it's yeah it's a lot yeah <laughs> for those of you who didn't see that adam just made a face like oh shit <laughs> that's, that's not cheap that's not cheap <laughs> not cheap um unleash the power within they actually recommend doing that one first it's sort of like a stepping stone which was my first experience going to tony robbins that you can get in for about 500. I paid a little bit more to get uh, VIP seating, a little bit closer down. But you know, all things considered, this can be a life-changing experience. I found it to totally be worth it. Now, what's Mr. McClendon? Was his name? Yes. What's his background? He. I actually just listened to a recent interview of him. Um, he sort of bounced around like real estate investing, and uh, I think he originally wanted to be a music producer. He wound up going to a Tony Robbins event um, when he, I think he was in his 20s, and a man came up to him and kept asking him like for his phone number, and that he wanted to, I, I forget the exact story, but basically this man was like, not pestering, but really like pushing Joseph McClendon to give him his phone number and be in touch and let him help him, and he said, no, 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 and he left the parking lot and went in, went to the event. And he looks down the stage of a thousand people, and the guy on stage was the guy pestering in the parking lot. Wow. It was Tony Robbins. Wow. Um, he ultimately went from being sort of a lost real estate investor who owned like 10 properties and he was like selling them for losses to really being enraptured by the work that Tony was doing. They became good friends, and now he teaches this work as well. But it's funny because in this Facebook group that we now have, um, everyone like the catch saying takeaway from the experience was you freaking rock or shake that ass. <laughs> and it's like everyone's saying that to each other. And it's just funny because that was what Joseph was saying during his time there. Um, but to get back to the schedule, it's four yeah. full days. Tony comes on Thursday and it's like from 11 a.m. until past midnight when you end the th first night doing the famous hot coal fire walk over okay. the 1,200 degree Fahrenheit coals. <laughs> That's intense. Really intense. And not everyone does it. Did oh. you do it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was definitely a little nervous, but yeah. that's Thursday. Friday is uh, Joseph, and he teaches a lot of the same principles as Tony. Um, he also talks a lot about health and wellness and the mm -hmm. physical body. And we, I actually have this book uh, on my nightstand that we got to take home from it. And it's really interesting because I've changed my diet and like my wellness approach a lot as well. Um, because those things all affect career relationships. Like everyone says, oh, I want to make more money. 
And then Tony Robbins starts teaching you how to eat more plant-based food. And you're like, what? <laughs> but it actually it gives you more energy. You feel better. You can move more. You, things like that. Now, this four-day event, right? What more can you get out of attending something like this than just reading all of Tony's books or listening to his tapes or his podcast? Yeah. What, what extra on top do you get by attending something like that? Even for me, I was saying, oh, I saw the documentary. He's got so much content on YouTube. Why spend $500 and plus flights and everything to go? Um, just to wrap up from before uh, on the schedule, so Tony comes back and does the full day Saturday, and then Sunday is a combination of Joseph and then this guy called the Iceman, <laughs> who has run like 10 marathons in uh, free sub-zero weathers, like with no shoes on. Oh, wow. And I actually bumped into him on the street in San Jose while I was there, and we were talking one-on-one for a while. <laughs> but that's another story. Um, the reason I went to this event, and the reason that I like to go to these things in person, even though they cost more, obviously, than just you know buying the audiobook for 20 bucks, is it's a couple things. One, I think the people that you meet at these events is very important. Um, so since coming back, I've now met a bunch of people in New York. There's a Facebook group called the New York Power Team. So anyone listening to this who's New York-based, you can join that as well. Um, and it's been helpful there. Uh, I met a guy from Miami and actually two of his friends who he brought to the event, so we keep in touch. But I honestly think the biggest thing is just the energy when you're in this room. So it's funny, when Oprah, so Tony Robbins is good friends with Oprah, right. and he's been on her show with his wife, uh, Sage, and he said, Oprah, you have to come to one of my events as my guest. You know, no charge, obviously. I'll put you right in front. And Oprah goes, look, Tony, you know, I, I love you and I love the work you're doing, but, you know, ask any of my friends, my agents. I don't go anywhere for more than two hours. Like, I can't stand up for more than two hours. Broadway show, you know, a movie, that's it. Because Tony Robbins' events is, I think it's like 50 hours over the course of four days, right. and you're standing a lot. You're, half of it is also like a concert. It's like an EDM thing. <laughs> you're jumping up and down. <laughs> um, really gets the blood flowing. Yeah, exactly. And so when Oprah went, she, she wound up going. She wound up loving it. She stayed the whole time. She did the, if you go on my Tony Robbins article on Adventure Days, you'll see a picture of Oprah running across the hot coals at midnight, which means she's <laughs> been there for 14 hours uh, on day one. But I just remember being there Saturday night. That Saturday was just a game-changing day and experience for me because I got there at like 10 a.m., um, you're jumping up and down, EDM music's blasting, Tony's telling stories, you're doing ex- experiences like in, in your group, you pair off with people you're sitting near. And I just remember it being like 8 p.m. at night and I walked over to the Whole Foods and I got some dinner and I came back and I said, you know, I saw people are starting to trickle out and I was like, look, this is, I've already been here 12 hours, this is it for me. And I was getting ready to go. And I went all the way down to the front because there were some open seats and I was really close to Tony and he just started telling these stories. Uh, He told this ridiculous story about uh, learning how to play polo because he's friends with Ray Dalio who runs the biggest hedge fund in the world, uh, Bridgewater Associates. And Ray was really into polo and he had Tony into polo. And then, and Tony was just, he was telling these stories and all of them had these huge life lessons and 
like in between every story, like every five minutes maximum, he goes, everybody get up. <laughs> and at one point Pitbull came out because he and Pitbull are friends, the rapper. The rapper. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Pitbull starts talking about how his mom was playing the Tony Robbins tapes in his car growing <laughs> yeah. up. And they were hugging and uh, t- Pitbull was thanking Tony for how much he changed his life. And it's just the energy of being in that room pushes you to a level where you don't think you're capable of playing at. Gotcha. And I think it's similar to sports or just anything where you're being motivated by people around you. So would you say that, you know, since you're standing there with a thousand other people plus, right, Mm -hmm. would you say that the energy in the room supersedes having, you know, a one-on-one with Tony? Because that's obviously impossible, right? Well, it's possible. How does that bring you, you in? Like, Guess how much he charges for uh, one-on-one coaching? Ten grand an hour? So he charges, I'll tell you this and then I'll ask again. So he charges an annual amount, and I don't know how often you get to talk to him, but it's not that much. It's something like maybe once a month or even less. Guess how much he charges per year for that? 200K. A million. Stop. Plus upside in your business. Oh, so he takes equity in your business? <laughs> so if I was like, hey, yo, TR, um, I need a coach, and you've coached Bill Clinton and Mikhail Gorbachev and all these people, he would say, Brendan, no problem. It's a million dollars a year, plus he'll take like you know 20% or whatever in my business. Wow. Or maybe of the upside, but not like the core business. So it's safe to say he's one of the richest men in the world. Um, yeah, he's worth about $500 million. Yeah. Not the rich, you know, there's yeah. a lot of billionaires out there, but yeah. he's and all self-made. Wow. So so what, what would you say over your, your course of your four days? I know you, yeah. you touched upon some of, the, some of the elements, but what was your biggest takeaway? Um, or yeah. some of the biggest take. I'm sure there's more than one. So if you could touch on a few of them, what can what can some listeners expect yeah. you know, to leave with after they attend? I think that, you know, so one of the other guys, another person who I really look up to as uh, a mentor is Tim Ferriss, who wrote The 4-Hour Workweek and a bunch of other uh, really interesting books. Great podcast. Yeah, he's got one of the top podcasts and uh, interviews really interesting people. And Tim Ferriss loves to say you're the average of the five people you spend your most time with. And that factored a lot into me leaving uh, Steamboat, the hedge fund I was working at. Just I wanted to really, and also Reid Hoffman, the founder of LinkedIn, says if you want to get somewhere in life, just go hang out with people who are already there and it'll rub off. So I think one of the biggest takeaways was, you know, I've started my own business now. And I have nights where I'm like, what am I doing? You know, I start thinking, oh, I should just go back to finance or whatever. And then you go to this Tony Robbins event. And obviously, Tony's got all the motivation and the success story behind him. But then in a room of 10,000 people, we were in the stadium where the San Jose Sharks play. And it was basically full. And he says, raise your hand if you run your own business. Like 80 to 90% of the room raised their hand. And these aren't poor people because you're spending like at least a grand to go here. And if you go to date with destiny where it's like six grand for the session, I bet you even more people say they run their own business. So these are successful entrepreneurs, mostly running businesses that they're either passionate about or where they get to live a life where they're really in control. And when I was in line, because that Thursday morning, I was like right up as the first, first guy to get there so I could get a good seat. 
And I met a family, and the guy said, I said, where do you live? And he just smiles, and he goes, oh, yeah, we live in Hawaii, <laughs> and we own this massive property. And we're, the guy was, like, not even 40. And he's like, wow. I was like, what do you do? And he's like, oh, I'm retired. He said, 20 years ago, I went to Tony Robbins, started my own business. You know, blah, 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 diamond company, sold it. But do you think a guy like that, though, without going to Tony Robbins, would have ended up in the same place? I don't think that he has this magic cure where, you know, he waves a wand and you go from being homeless to a billionaire. I think, and he talks about this in the documentary, I'm Not Your Guru, it's definitely not for everyone. And you have to go in being really open to change. Because I think what most people miss in life is that what's holding us back, you know, when we say, you know, oh, I drink too much alcohol or I want to quit smoking or I want to do this, it almost always has nothing to do with that actual thing. You know, the person who eats too much, you know, I love delicious donuts or whatever just as much as them. But it's something that has to do with them usually emotionally related to a limiting belief they have or a bad childhood experience or something like that. And the work is mostly focused on getting to the core of what's holding you back. And I think the people who go who then have success, like this man did, are really open to doing the work and making these changes. But also, um, what I was, the other thing I was going to say is like one of my biggest takeaways from this event was that a lot of people go to these events and they come back and then they're really happy for like two weeks and they, you know, plan a trip to the Caribbean because they want to treat themselves. And then they, you know, take that big next step for starting their business. But then a month or two goes by and they're sitting and getting reviewed in their job that they hate and they're fighting with their same girlfriend about the same problem. And they're like, what the heck? I just spent, you know, I just dropped a grand and flew across the country for Tony Robbins. And now I'm fat again, or now I'm unhappy again. And the takeaway is that this type of work is a lifestyle. It's not a one-time stop-and-shop thing. Um, so for me, and Tony really hammers this in, and so do uh, other people there, because you see it and you feel it. Like that guy who's in Hawaii, he was telling me how he and his wife founded some organization in California before they moved, helping homeless people. And how he attended this other event where they have, you know, weekly, he was part of a group where they would go and talk about these things. So a big takeaway for me from this experience, which is something that I've already kind of been doing over the past few years, is um, allocating a lot of time and effort in my life to this work. Because what I've found is it's really powerful. Um, I went to Australia. Did I tell you I went to Australia? You did. <laughs> yeah, you did. And I'm inspiring you to start traveling more, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I've never been on a plane, ladies and gentlemen, so. Well, that's not true. <laughs> it, well, I, I, I was four years old, and I went to Disney World, so. Okay. How was the flight? Um, I remember my ears popping a lot and my mother giving me gum. Yeah. That's about all I remember. <laughs> um, can you hold my mic one sec? Easy karma. Sorry, that's karma, my chihuahua. And... Also, so tying this into Tony Robbins, what am I holding up for our listeners right now? It's about a gallon of water. It's exactly a gallon of water. Yesterday, I started the gallon of water per day challenge. You know, they say you could die of drinking too much water. Absolutely. And I did a bunch of research on this before starting. You need to make sure you got to build up to it. You can't just say one day, okay, today is my gallon. And you also 
have to space the gallon out throughout the day. So a gallon's about three, three and three quarter liters. I've been drinking about three liters of water per day anyway for the past year, so it's not really good. Yeah, there was. Uh, I, I heard about some radio show contest where it was who can drink the the most amount of water in his span. It's not a good. Yeah, and this woman died. It was actually yeah. very sad. Well, story. The, I think your cells can't yeah. handle it and they blow out mm-hmm. or something. Um, anyway, what, what were anyway, what, what I wanted to ask you, right? So you started your your own business and you know as we know I, I don't know the exact statistic statistic but you know one in however many small businesses fail 90 percent right? 90 right yeah. so you're gonna have setbacks everybody has setbacks in life in business yeah. right how does tony robbins suggest dealing with these setbacks and moving forward when when they arise i'm gonna try to answer that from his point of view, but just from my own point of view also, I think that it's really important to just come back to the why. So, you know, what is my business? Why did I start it? And realize that a lot of times (laughs) setbacks are something that are either, you know, not as big of deals as you think they are or things that you can actually control or mitigate. So I actually just posted this new article, um, which I'm sending out to all my email subscribers probably Thursday morning. Get on that list, everybody. Adventure Day's email list. (laughs) Um, And I talk about, actually, um, in Tony Robbins' book. So his book, uh, Awaken the Giant Within, is one of my top ten favorite books of all time. It's been out for a while, right? Um, Oh, yeah. He actually doesn't write that. He hasn't written that many books. Yeah. He wrote that. He just wrote a new book on money, Money Master the Game, um, and he's like one other. Wow! But in all this time, I know he's more of an in-person seminar. Tons of great content online, like video to watch. But what I talk about in that article was talking about taking control of your own destiny, and a lot of times when things go wrong, quote unquote we're blaming another situation or we're blaming something that's outside of our control or you're just merely overreacting, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if I have, um, so I mean, just give me an example of what would a potential setback look like? Um, you know, you're all of a sudden you hit a wall and you're not seeing the amount of traffic to your site that, Mm -hmm. uh, that you were seeing the growth that you saw in the first couple months has stalled out. How are you going to exactly uh, to get over that hump with changes to algorithms on social media platforms like Instagram and Pinterest? And it's Facebook. all right at your fingertips. You see it every day. Yeah, right? I, see it. Yeah. I, I get all this traffic and then, you know, Mark Zuckerberg buys Instagram and then he goes, okay, we're going to put advertisements on here or we're going to put it in an algorithm. Um, and <clears throat> I think it's like anything in life. It's, People have an expectation that what they had yesterday will come back tomorrow. And then they also are programmed to say, if I don't have this, what I had yesterday, I'm going to go into panic mode or I'm going to go into blame instead of into assess, you know, stay emotionally grounded and then, you know, adjust. So the experienced person who comes into this situation, first of all, anticipate instead of react. That's a big thing that Tony actually talked about that I thought was very powerful is he said, masters anticipate, they don't react. 
So let's say you work, I mean, you do work at a bank and, you know, you, you're in a good spot now, but you work on Wall Street and the economy is, you know, it's been really shaky since 08. Yeah, you never know. And, and the master, rather than get laid off one day, always has his resume polished. He's always in constant communication with recruiters. He's always networking and he's always got a plan B. So if he gets fired or, you know, the market crashes, he's got money in cash, he's invested in safe stocks, he's got a job lined up. If I if I lose traffic on my website, I'm building my email list, which I'm in total control of. That's why online business people are so focused on email list building because that's something no algorithm can change. So is that more innovation or is that just having a plan B? What's the difference? I think it's I think both are very powerful. So I've been pretty innovative with my online traffic driving strategies um, and that helps. But I think it's more about just being very aware of the environment that you're playing in um, and just being on top of your game. And then I think the most important thing, though, is the mentality. People are entitled. And they say, I had this yesterday and now it's gone. Wow, wow, wow. Especially in New York City. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, welcome to New York City. And everyone just sort of expects that. Uh, and that was obviously blew, the, blew it out for people in 2008 who went from the stock market just ripping every day and people doing well financially. And then this you know catastrophe happened, which actually wasn't that unexpected if you were really paying attention. Right. Like Warren Buffett was maybe 30% net long securities. Yep. He was totally protected. Um, and you could say he's a genius, but you could also just say that he was unbiased. He saved Goldman Sachs. <laughs> yeah, he gave him a big bailout. Yeah. Uh, Bank of America, too. And, and that's also like a master anticipating instead of reacting. So yep. when people were panicking, he was, when people needed money, he was providing them money and making huge coupons on that. Right. Like the preferred stock you give to Bank of America was like 10%. Yeah. But no, I think it's really like the, the attitude, I think, is the most important. I think it's, you know, if you have a setback, it's, it's staying unemotional and it's staying and it's saying, okay, this happened. I'm not going to complain about it. I had a friend, he was sitting on that couch where you're sitting like the other night and he's a great guy and he got put through the ringer in his company and they beat and switched him. They said, Hey, we have this great new role for you. Blah, blah, blah. We'll give you this bonus, this promotion. And, uh, he says, yes. <laughs> and then he winds up working for this guy who's terrible. No bonus. Salary goes down, not getting promoted. And now he might leave the company. And naturally his response to this setback was he was caught up in his own emotions in his head and he didn't know what to do. And he was trying to vent to me because most people, they're in emotional pain and they vent and they play victim because that's how they got love and soothing growing up. The why me syndrome. Exactly. It's why me. And I said to him, Dave, I would love to give you a hug and I'd love to tell you everything's going to be okay, but we can either spend the next 30 minutes where you bitch and moan about what happened and going wrong and how terrible it is, or we can put our feet down and say, okay, this is where we are. Where do we go from here? And that's, I think, most people or many people don't have that capacity to just say, okay, this is where I am, roll up my sleeves, how do I, how do I get back? 
how do I get to where I want to be? Because on to the next thing. Exactly. And Tony actually said this thing, which is awesome because like two weeks later, I wound up leaving my job. Um, he said, if you get broken up with by a guy or girl, whatever, you're in a relationship, he stood up and he goes, instead of like crying and bitching and moaning, he says like, spread your fucking wings and say, next. (laughs) (laughs) Or let's say you get fired. Now, response one is, oh, my God, what am I going to do, blah, blah, blah. But instead, Tony stood up. He starts blasting Pitbull. Pitbull's, like, on stage with him. And he goes, now I can start that fucking business that I've always wanted to start. Yep. Or go get that job. It doesn't, you don't need to start your own business. To be, it could be, okay, I'm working in finance, but I really like sports or I really like media or I like this. And it can just be, you know, because if you got fired or you got broken up with, you weren't showing up in that relationship or that job. And a lot of that has to do with there wasn't something that was right for you. I like that. When one door closes, another opens, right? Mm -hmm. Or can open. Right. My, my hedge fund job door closed and then adventure days open and then, uh, Japan opened and then I'm going to Europe in February open. And now I have a free press trip, uh, going up to do wine tasting and the finger lakes opened. And, uh, I, over the weekend I met with a music producer who's thinking about doing a branding deal with me. So, wow. Yeah. So before we talk about what you've been up to, um, with adventure days, yeah. For somebody that is not really sure if they want to drop all this money and, and you know, go to one of these pretty extravagant event, uh, events that you, that you laid out for us, what could, they, what could they do to start, you know, just getting into it and try to get some takeaways of their own? I think the first step, yeah, Karma Machuala is on a mission right now. She's so cute. What do you want, Karma? Um, first step for personal growth. That's a good one. I mean, I started with books. Um, I also love podcasts and audiobooks. Yeah. I was going to say you can go on to Adventure Days. You go to the growth section of my website. You can start with some of the articles there. That'll definitely give you some ideas for podcasts. I talk a lot about Tim Ferriss, Lori Harder. I, like I said, I just put out the top 10 books list, so I would go check those out. Uh, I would definitely recommend the Tony Robbins documentary, which you can get on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. So you can just go right on Netflix. It's called, I am not your guru. Uh, it took me like over a week to get through it. I would watch it in like 15 minute intervals, break down crying. It was really game changing for me. Um, really? because it was, I was that powerful. Oh yeah. I mean, I was ready for, it. I was open and I was looking for my next step and yeah, that was, it was amazing. I would definitely watch that. Um, yeah, you, and I would just start like, you know, just start slow. It doesn't need to be like when you talk to people like, Oh, you have to meditate every day for an hour. It's why, why, sorry. Why was it so powerful? Like what, what I I haven't seen it. I'm I'm going to see it now, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, what, what, what was so impactful? Well, one of the big things for me, and if you look at my top 10 quotes list on my website, You'll see there's a quote actually by Tony Robbins while he was interviewed on Tim Ferriss' podcast. Um, I believe it's episode 178. Um, And he says, when you see someone and you're so uh, 
enthralled by them or you have a great appreciation or respect for someone, it's because you're seeing a part of yourself in that person. And what happened was in your childhood, you disidentified with that part of yourself because the source of love in your life needed you to be someone else. So, and that's, that's a big, it's a very powerful thing that uh, ties into some Freudian practices, but basically, long story short, I, I watched this documentary and I saw, actually saw a lot of myself in Tony Robbins and in these people who were making breakthroughs. And that really uh, appealed to me a lot. I also saw um, a lot of people who were just doing really good work on themselves. Um, it was extremely powerful. The documentary opens with uh, a guy who is suicidal and he goes from being uh basically ready to kill himself to he's being lifted up by a room of 2000 people. And he's now apparently a successful life coach in Berlin. Um, there's an extremely, extremely powerful part of the documentary, uh, with this girl, um, Brazilian girl who was sexually abused like really badly. And you just see what Tony does with her. It's like a one-on-one in front of all these people. And, just seeing that like this girl also suicidal sold all of her possessions to afford to go to this event five thousand dollars she was her last resort yeah it was it it was to go to tony robbins if that doesn't work kill myself she's now that day someone in the audience was also brazilian gave her a check for 100 grand to write her book tell her story and then become you know help people with her background that day that's unbelievable how long ago was this uh, so the movie came in, the documentary came out like in July, but it was filmed in, tw- it was the 2014 date with destiny, December, 2014. Tony said, if you're going to film it, you got to wait at least a year to release it. Cause I want to be able to show updates of everyone right. and all these people who were suicidal, who were in failed relationships. There was a girl. Oh my God. There's this couple. Uh, they were having sex like once a month and like, then they said, like, 10 months later, they gave birth to their first child, which wow. means, like, they were getting it on <laughs> right after the event. Tony's an aphrodisiac, I guess. Oh, my God. But, no, I think, seriously, it just it spoke to me um, in the sense of, again, I was looking for my next step. And that's kind of, like, how this process has gone for me. Like, I've found people... You become obsessed with them and everything that they do. I read every book, listen to every podcast, and then I, you know, I follow them. But then I look for more content to just, you know, I pick and put together what works best for me. And I think, you know, I actually read uh, a great article uh, about two years ago now by a guy who said that the three people who most impacted him were Eckhart Tolle, who wrote The Power of Now, which is like one of the most powerful books I've ever read. Yeah, Adam's like, what the hell is that? <laughs> we'll get you into it. Um, number two is Marshall Rosenberg on nonviolent communication, which I found to be okay, but not great. And he said number three was Tony Robbins. And again, back then, I didn't have a good sense of who he was. Um, and then I saw the documentary, and I was like, oh, man. I, I called in the next day to get my ticket for <laughs> the, the event. And I would love to go to Date with Destiny, um, I'll probably go next December. He also does one a year in Australia, which could be fun to go to. Um, but I'm almost definitely going back to unleash the power within this fall. Like, yeah. 
Is it, it does it change from seminar to seminar or is it basically the same thing? Um, you know, because you're, yeah. you're going to go to the same thing again. What do you expect to get out of it this time that you didn't the last time? I'm listening to uh, an audiobook right now called Breaking the Cycle by George Collins. Um, I work with him personally. We talk once a week. I also uh, journal, send him a journal entry every day. He's an MA author, uh, counselor. And I've probably read this guy's book, you know, 20 to 30 times. Every time you go to these things, you pick up something new. Um, even if the stories sound the same, even if the message is the same, um, they just always benefit. I think, you know, it's funny because on the first Thursday when Tony came out, he was saying a lot of similar stuff from the documentary. Um, and I was like, oh, you know, should pay all this money to come out here and just hear the same thing. But um, it really, first of all, it's not all the same. It, it changed a lot as the weekend went on. And secondly, I think just, you know, the value of hearing it, you know, getting it ingrained in you is really important. Um, it's not, it's not like I'm going to learn this and then that's who I am. It's shifting like how you live and that takes, and that's what really is why you're there. You're not there. Well, you are there. If it's your first time, you're like, Oh shit. Like I'm, my thoughts don't, shouldn't control me. I shouldn't be a victim. I should pursue like, first time you go you learn all this stuff second time you go you're still learning but after you know for me it's been three years four years of doing this stuff it's now about energy it's about deepness it's about meeting those other people who go to these things um i can't stress enough how just going to that one event was you know it, you can't match that reading a book so what, what kind of people have you seen attend attend these events are they are they couples are they entrepreneurs are they just regular people like you and me like who who are they you're basically asking who invests a lot of time and resources into themselves and it's actually um a lot of the time it's people who have had terrible terrible things happen to them in their life the way i describe it is um, and that's why I'm so grateful for my past. You know, we haven't really gotten into it, and I don't really want to, to be honest. Um, I had a pretty bad abuse of childhood. There was verbal abuse, emotional, physical. It was bad. And for a long time, I wished that I was quote-unquote normal, or at the very least that I didn't have these you know, traumatic experiences, especially at a young age. But, you know, Tony Robbins, Oprah, for example, sexually abused. I think she had an abortion when she was like 13, moved from Chicago to Florida. There's terrible, terrible yeah. stuff in her life. And she's Oprah. And she's Oprah because she went through that. So I think what you see is a lot of people who um, had tragedies in their lives, whether it was abuse, losing a parent at a young age, something like that. And these catastrophes often propel people into this type of work because they say, oh, I could die tomorrow. You know, what the hell am I doing working in accounts receivable at Simon & Simon Company? It just, it makes you wake up. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people get woken up by very bad things rather than very good things. It could be a blessing. Some people give birth, you know, new moms, and they say, holy shit, this is a wild life I'm living. I want to just, you know, keep growing. And I think the good thing is in our, uh, I think, I don't know if this is a trend or not. I haven't been around long enough, but it seems to me that people are more open to this type of work, especially in our generation, 
we're seeing more people who want to actually be happy, especially with their careers, millennials. It's a lot of people. Sometimes it's luck. You know, some people are like, you know, like you might get, you might now read one of these books because you happen to randomly know me and then you're going to dive into it. Um, It's the people who get drawn in sort of randomly and then they become obsessed because what you'll see is that it actually works. Everybody has some area, usually multiple in their life, where they're underperforming or they're not getting what they want out of life. And most people just never figure it out. And it's because most of this work is not mainstream. Mainstream is NFL. Mainstream is McDonald's. You know, we know it's mainstream. Um, this work, and it's becoming, it's getting better. Like Headspace is a famous meditation app. And that's, you know, pretty common. Even I've heard of that. Yeah, you've heard of bits. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, I mean, it's hard to generalize, like, who gets this stuff, who goes to these events. You know, obviously, in person requires a certain price point. So you have people who tend to be more successful usually, which is, you know, correlates well with people who are doing work on themselves. But from my experience, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah. So, well, it's definitely had a major effect on you, so much so that I think, what is it, three weeks now, four weeks, you, you quit your job? <laughs> What's that been like? Tell oh, me a little bit God. about that. <laughs> Liberating or terrifying? Oh, my both. <laughs> I honestly, I, uh, God, I have been taking the most ridiculously tight windowed vacations over the past three and a half years because I have no, you know, working in a hedge fund, what's vacation? Yeah. I had a very tight vacation schedule and I was doing all the, like, I went to Colombia over July 4th weekend. And when I went to Japan and Australia in August, it was way too tight. So I now have, so it's like back then I had money, but no vacation days. Now I have unlimited vacation, but I'm trying to be more careful with money, you know, to invest in the business. I'm probably going to go on a trip to Europe in February and that's going to be, you know, one way ticket, probably to Portugal and then just see who I know and, you know, do meetups with my Instagram followers because now I'm coming up on 30,000. So I can, I have people constantly offering to host me and take me around their local cities and villages. And that's um, awesome. Yeah. So it's, I mean, at first it was like a, you know, really ripping off the bandaid, jumping out of the airplane type experience. Um, but I've, I've been settling into it more and I'm just sort of structuring like my new life. I mean, my, what I initially did was about two years ago, I made a list on my iPhone called things I love. Did I tell you this? Yeah, you did. And I just put every time I did something that, you know, got me really fired up about life or really excited. I just put it on the list and Two months later, I went back and I looked and I saw it was all, it was uh, ATVing on a Greek island. It was uh, hunting for street art in Finland. It was um, all these like ridiculous experiences, like eating live clam in Japan, meeting locals. And then obviously a lot of it was the personal growth stuff. Um, But overall, it was travel. It was travel. yeah, Yeah, for sure. It had a lot to do with it. Um, and then, I guess more recently, the growth element has picked up as well. But I knew that's what I wanted to be spending my days doing. And it's funny, uh, have you ever heard of the book Chicken Noodle Soup for the Soul? Of course. Yeah, Jack Canfield. So he said, he, he does coaching and these events, and he, he started noticing this really interesting trend, which was that people would work until they're 65, 
business, finance, law, professions that their parents did that they thought would be stable for them or things that their friends were doing that they thought would be steady. And then once they spent their whole life, you know, 50 years doing something and they societally, you know, were allowed to retire and they had the 401ks, then they were like, okay, I'm 70 now. I'm going to, you know, open that gardening shop or work on that music project or do this thing that I've wanted to do my whole life but didn't think I was allowed to. And then Canfield noticed that in the last, you know, 10 years of these people's lives, they made just as much money as they did you know, in the first 30 or 40, because this was something that they loved and they were passionate about and they didn't call it work. And that's also the Warren Buffett famous quote of, you know, if you do what you love every day, it's not work. Um, But what's the line between taking a leap of faith mm -hmm. and doing what you think you should be doing? You understand what I mean? Like taking a leap of faith... I think I should be doing this, but I'm not sure. I'm terrified, but I'm just going to jump in. Mm-hmm. Other than I know I'm always destined to do this, I need to. I need to pursue it. How did how do you how did you fall on that? Yeah, continuum. I think the best way to do it is people come to me and they're like, Brendan, you know, I, I can't believe what you do with Adventure Days. It's so inspiring and brave, and you know, I'm going to quit my job tomorrow and I want to do the same thing. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa slow down. Um, you know, I, for the past year plus have been researching this and building it up and talking to everyone in the industry and located and working with people who are making over a million dollars a year doing this. And it's not something that I just, you know, haphazardly decided to do. And you also don't need to just, you know, start your own business or take a huge leap. It can just be small tweaks. Like if you're a lawyer out there and you work for a big firm and you hate it, ask yourself, you know, what do you what do you really want in life? Do you want to continue to sell your soul and work for this big company? You know, are you working for that big law firm because of some insecurity you have, or because you know you're trying to fit in? Um, because if so, you can get an in-house legal job at a company that you love or that has is really innovative, that has great work-life balance, or a product that you use and love and believe in. It doesn't need to be, you know, going from a lawyer to a poet, you know, or an investment banker to, you know, playing the guitar professionally. So you're saying if you're happy, fine. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're not, you need to be honest with yourself. Exactly. Like I know people who work in these, you know, corporate, like, you know, extremely demanding whatever jobs and they love it. And I don't want to go prophesize to them how, you know, corporate America is evil and blah, blah, blah. Like, I just want, I want people to be happy. I want to be happy. And for me, that work didn't fulfill me. And, yeah, what I'm saying is what I'm asking people to really ask themselves what fulfills them. And to just, you know, again, it doesn't have to happen, like, overnight. Just take steps in that direction. What I did was... I found people, one guy who really inspired me, um, who I'd love to have on this podcast sometime, and we've been emailing, I just did an Instagram shout out for him, uh, his name is Drew Binsky, and his tag is The Hungry Partier, I don't know if that's like still his Instagram name, but that's, he started a blog while he was teaching English in South Korea, and when I was working at the hedge fund, I would go on his Instagram and I would see these ridiculous pictures of him in Cappadocia, Turkey, taking a GoPro selfie on a hot air balloon ride and playing hacky sack in Myanmar with a local. And 
again, going back to that quote earlier I said about how, you know, when you see a little bit of yourself in someone else, you really love that, and then you start gravitating. Like, I'm sure there are people that you listen to their podcasts or watch their stuff, and you love it, and you probably don't even realize this, but there's yourself is in them. Yep. They're just expressing it. Yep. And you're holding it back because you went to Cornell and you work in <laughs> finance and, you know, and that's fine. But that's actually a good thing. It's you're seeing someone who's doing amazing things and there's actually part of you in them yep. and part of them in you. And when I saw this guy's Instagram and his website, I saw myself in him because I very fortunately, I did have a lot of good stuff in my upbringing. And one of that, one of those things was my grandfather who took me traveling around the country and even the world. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> there's a part of me that I saw in his Instagram. And again, I did research and I got in touch with him and we emailed and we spoke and I saw his business model and he lives off his business full time. And he's in the Middle East right now. He just held a meetup in like Kuwait or Bahrain or something. And like 50 locals showed up and bought him dinner and he was just hanging out with them. And it's just incredible. So my point is that I saw, I knew that deep down pursuing something in that realm of the world is what would fulfill me from a career perspective. Yeah. And what makes your site different and special in my opinion is that you're reporting on places and how they make you feel and how those destinations changed you in some way. Yeah. Um, so people reading your site, your followers on Instagram, people, people looking at your site, they kind of get a glimpse of how they're going to feel when they go to these places. It's not just do this, go here. Mm-hmm. This place is cool. Eat that. Mm-hmm. It's how do, how will this trip affect me and how is it going to change me going forward? So I, I yeah. really like that aspect of, of your business model, so to speak. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, uh, I got a lot of really, po- it's funny. I have, when I tell people to check out adventure days, um, you know, I have like over a hundred articles on the website already and I have, you know, guide to traveling in Poland and, you know, the best things to do in Berlin and what, what, you know, all over the world. And then I, I added a page at the top on the menu, you click growth and I have three articles or now four with the new top 10 books, but out of over a hundred, four articles on, you know, favorite books, favorite quotes, Tony Robbins and one other, how, you know, how travel has impacted my development. And now I would say somewhere between 75 and 90% of you know, the positive attention I get on adventure days or feedback is, Hey, I love your whole growth section. All right. I love your whole area where you talk about how travel changed you. And it's such a small percentage of the overall website, but that's what speaks to people. I have a lot of articles and I do, I love food and tying food into culture and there's so much great food in New York city. So I enjoy putting those articles together for people like my top 10 sushi article in New York city you know, it ranks well on Google, and a lot of people have enjoyed that. But um, yeah, combining the two, I think travel and personal growth has really been helpful for a lot of people. And it started with me. I mean, I I find sometimes that being able to connect with myself, you know, it's not necessary to go across the Atlantic Ocean to be able to meditate or connect with yourself, but. 
I've found this ability to go deeper inside myself when I um, am either in nature or in exploring a new area of the world. And I love, like I go back to audiobooks, podcasts, noise-canceling headphones. And when I go on these trips, it's a great opportunity for me to just get inside myself, get in touch with myself, and you know, make these, you know, take these new steps in my life. Um, so yeah, and I appreciate that feedback. So, so what's next? So you're gonna you're gonna build up the growth section. Mm-hmm. You're gonna continue what you're doing um, with the you know what is it daily or or a couple yeah. times a week posts that you put on your site. Yep. What's next? Do you have any other ideas of how you're gonna expand it or? just build upon the foundation that you already have it's really fluid uh i don't have a set in stone plan for what i want this to be um i'm really focused on just you know i spend my time just learning and traveling and having all these amazing experiences and i just want to share it with people um and one thing that i've noticed is youtube and video resonates really well especially with our generation and I want to build up a YouTube channel and I want to make a lot more videos. That's something that I'm really excited about. Because you can also, I can just integrate those into the website easily. Um, I definitely want to build out the podcast. I, I've i been so grateful and fortunate to experience the amount of free content on these podcasts. You know, there's so many good ones. There's so many people across the world who have so many good stories to tell. And, you know, the first time I went to Iceland, well, the only time I've lived there once, but I was like hiking through this field, not because I'm a hiker, but because I was like lost. And I had, it was Tim Ferriss. He was like interviewing three people and it was about health and nutrition. And, you know, I have like the world's expert on ketosis and amino acids and just in my ear for free, telling me everything I could ever want to know. And that's a fact got my like keeping my body fat way down i'm in great shape i run you know i principally get around manhattan by biking you know on a city bike or my own bike and i love being active and in shape i'd be afraid to hit somebody these yeah. people in the city are crazy when oh, they walk around i'm afraid to walk around with cab drivers <laughs> like i need a bubble um but i really want to give back to people and I think the podcast is a great opportunity Mm. there are a lot of people I want to interview um, so many interesting people with different stories as far as the website goes I'm really shifting it from high volume you know okay quality posts to low volume very high quality posts so I'm in the process of I'm just going to basically write a free book for everyone and it's going to be divided into different, instead of chapters, different posts or articles. So I'm not going to be, you know, coming out with a new post every day for you, but I'm going to be coming out with probably over the next year, a great 4,000 word piece, like once a month or something. And I'm going to share that to my email subscribers. It'll be on my website. Everything's going to be free. Um, And that's going to be really fun for me. Um, I did best podcasts, best books, quotes, um, but I really want to go a little bit deeper and pick areas of people's lives. So diet, physical body, fitness, help people lose weight, um, mastering money and finances. I can definitely help people with, you know, I have an MBA, I work in investment banking and a hedge fund. Yeah. I can help people with that. You have a law degree. Law degree. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's not forget about that. Thank you, senor. <laughs> 
just in general, yeah, I want to build up all those things. And the uh, the exciting thing that I'm also working on is I'm going to be create I'm creating a course right now. So it's going to be uh, on Teachable, which is like the go-to platform right now for courses. And I'm going to be putting a lot of my time and effort into that as well. And that's going to be like a premium course available for people who just want more. So it's just continuing to build up the website. It's also building up my brand and the presence. Um, my Instagram is continuing to grow, and I want to continue to leverage that in a, in a way to get in front of people. Um, it's also like staying in front of all these changes. It's amazing. Like Instagram stole the Snapchat story, and uh, that's actually been a great benefit for me because now I can post a story to my thirty thousand Instagram followers. Um, so that's been fun. But I think the biggest thing is the hardest thing that I've not struggled with, but I've well maybe I have, and I've overcome it to some extent. Is ha- like having my real voice out there for people to hear um, on my website. A lot of my early articles were like listicles, like low quality posts, no real voice. And I'm really just focused on, you know, putting my voice, putting myself into Adventure Days because I think that's the real value add and the real differentiator. When you Google, like, let's say... You were going to go with Yuri somewhere? You're planning a trip, right? We want to go to Iceland now because mm. all you talk about is Iceland. <laughs> so we're going to go to Iceland. That's awesome. Iceland is cool. I had a great time in Iceland. It's not my favorite place to go, but it, it's 100% worth going, and it's way up on my list. But, yeah, so if you're going to go to Iceland and you go into your little friend called Google and you say, you know, best things to do in Iceland – how many articles, how many posts are you going to get? 10,000. Yeah. And with, you know, with web hosting being $2 a month and you can buy a website theme for $5, like anyone and everyone can start a travel blog and so many people have. So the value that I'm going to provide you with, I do have a great article on Iceland in my opinion, <laughs> my humble opinion, but that's just not going to be enough or that's not like, you know, I can give more than what I did in Iceland and I want to show people my experience and also, you know, tying in culture. I really want to share my cultural experiences on these trips with other people just to help show people what it's like, because I have a lot of friends who have never left the country. Um, and even when I went to Japan for my second time, I brought my friend Dan and he stayed in Japan by himself after I left. And, uh, he had these amazing experiences where he now, has had a real up close glimpse at what life is like in a totally different country on the other side of the planet. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, the value is right in your name, right? All right, wrap me up, Chief. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> Karma. Easy, Chief. Who's a good chihuahua? She's sniffing the mic. I'm definitely leaving that. Easy, Chief. All right, wrap me up. All right, Brendan. So you shared a lot of you know awesome information with us today. I know I learned a lot. And I hope uh, I hope the people listening learned a lot as well. Um, for someone that's just you know may have just caught caught this podcast on iTunes randomly, where where can we find you? Yeah, I can definitely be found on the website adventuredays.com, D A Z E. That's where I you can find the latest posts, content, pictures, and everything. Uh, there the podcast obviously it's the adventure days podcast you can search in itunes or in the podcast app 
Um, the Instagram account is at the adventure days. Uh, I'm also on Facebook and, uh, yeah, that's where you can catch me. Great. Well, it's been a pleasure, Brandon. Yeah. Thanks for taking the time, Adam. Take it easy.